it didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket, it turned around and looked at me. They looked up and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the tree and started running away. And suddenly they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop and he's skidding because it's not quite, you know, um, gravelling. And for literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them panicking, they're like ripping up thing. Their, their, their face is like twitching. to Bigfoot Society, a podcast where we focus on cryptids, the strange, and the unexplained of this world. If you've got a story or something weird to share, send an email over to me at bigfootsociety at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support this show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. And now, on with the show. All right, Bigfoot Society, I've got the privilege of chatting with Mr. Travis Roy tonight, all about, we're going to talk about giants. Uh, Travis is the gentleman that runs the Giants of Ancient America page on Instagram. You may have heard him on some other podcasts as well. Uh, One that comes to mind is Blurry Creatures. Uh, But Travis, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for asking, and it's good to be on your show. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad to glad to have you here. This is one of the first episodes where we're kind of we're kind of uh, going into the unknown, into the the mysteries of the world. And I told listeners that this is this is coming up. Uh, we're not going to be talking just about cryptids uh, so much anymore. And this is our first uh, first foray into that. So. Uh, let's let's talk about giants, Travis. So I want to hear first, how is it that you, you got involved with this this giant thing? It sounds like you're one of, I mean, your Instagram account is crazy. Like all the newspaper articles, like you are the man when it comes to like historical giant knowledge. How'd that start out, man? Oh, okay. Well, it started out, um, I wasn't really looking into giants. I was looking into... Uh, I was doing some historical research on the Celtic people and um, long story short, you know, I found out that my grandfather was Celtic. And so I started like, I've heard of that, but I didn't know what it was. So I looked into it, um, found out that there are people that kind of originated around the Caucasus mountains, right north of uh, modern day Israel. Um, That was the land of Assyria back in the day. and so as I was studying these um, people, groups, I began to notice that, you know, that they had these massive standing stones. And you're probably aware of that all through Western Europe and in the British Isles. Um, France has a lot of really massive stones. Now, are we talking about like Stonehenge type stuff? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so I was kind of baffled by that. And as I started, uh, started looking into that more, I came across accounts of giants among them and I wasn't ready to, to find that. I wasn't looking for that. And so I ended up buying a book from um, Fritz Zimmerman. Um, 
and found out that he had been studying giants in the U.S. And after that, I was like, you know, I, I really want to do my own research to uh, verify if these news articles are true. Mm. And so I, I started doing that and I started an account just to as a place to display them so others could see it. Um, so everything on my site are articles that I have actually myself researched just by going to um, public domain websites uh, oh, like wow. like um, Chronicling America uh, or the Library of Congress or any other you know websites where they have like documented uh, newspapers. So these are all just newspapers and you have to do word search. Um, so it's a lot of work to uh, find these, but it's, it's quite fun though. Uh, Cause you never know what you're going to find. Mm. So, yeah. So that's kind of the, just the short version of how it got started. Um, so the, basically these, these Celtic peoples weren't all giants, but there, there seemed to be giants among them as they traveled westward. And then from, from the uh, British Isles, they even went to America and there's, there are thousands um, buried in America. I'm sure not all of them have been unearthed. And of course that's not being done anymore today. Most of them were unearthed between, you know, the mid 1800s to about, you know, the mid 1900s. And then it all kind of stopped after that. So, and this is a, this is a pretty new topic to me and I, I'm guessing the listeners as well too. So, the first question I have for you right off the bat is, you know, I'm going to my local cemetery. I'm not seeing plots where it's like, you know, uh, 10, 12 foot long, uh, 18 feet, whatever. So yeah. you, you said that they were they were digging up these guys. Like, where were they? Where were they finding all these, these okay, giants so at? Okay, so a lot of them are buried in, in burial mounds. So th these oh. peoples had a tradition of, of erecting a, a massive mound of earth. And okay. so was, they would see those. And then, of course, in America, they would do the same thing. They would dig into these because I don't know why they were digging into them. Probably like thrill seekers, treasure hunter type guys. Uh, and when they would find stuff, then they would notify um, a museum or someone like that. And, and then they would come and grab the bones or any type of artifact um, that was discovered there. But yeah, I mean, I have a right here in front of me, I have a newspaper that I uh, found. It's a report from 1897. And this is about uh, discoveries in Europe. So we're kind of, mm. we're kind of moving out of, um, you know, the land of Israel, like where a lot, a lot of the giants originated. Sure. Um, and they started to move out. Um, of course, some of them went east. Um, I found a handful of reports in Japan. Um, oh, wow. As they went eastward towards that direction. Um, but a lot of them went west and over into America from Europe. Um, but here's a report. Uh, it's just a real short one. Uh, it's titled Giants Remains. The bones of tombs of more than 200 giants have been found in various parts of Europe. So it's just... That's all it said. Uh, so it's kind of interesting, just like, oh, here's a side note, along with all these other reports. So that's a lot of giants. And 
a lot of these giants were like in Gaul, which is modern day France. Oh, and wow. then they, then they moved into, um, Ireland. I have a report here from 1914 and it is, uh, label, uh, labeled here as a man who stood 10 feet high skeleton of a prehistoric Irish giant laborers digging foundations for cottages in County Louth unearthed three skeletons, apparently a prehistoric folk, one of whom have, must have stood about 10 feet high. The skull of the skeleton was entire and measured 18 inches from the crown to the chin, and the leg bones and teeth bones were abnormally large. The skeletons were in separate graves. So, like, in this case, I'm not sure if there was a mound, um, but they were unearthed while, you know, guys were building a foundation, it sounds like. Hmm, that is, wow, there's a ton to unpack there. So, it really sounds like these guys are are all, were all over the world. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, they really were. Um, I mean, I have reports from Mexico. Oh, wow. Can Canada. Um, I have a report of a skeleton or a, a skull of a giant that was discovered in Peru. So yeah, they they really were all over the place. Um, but they they did they did a lot of uh, similar things as one another. So they might not have known like each civilization have known each other, obviously because of the uh -huh. ancient times. Um, but they did a lot of similar things, like they have megalithic cities or um burial mounds is a, was a custom that they used a lot so that's that's the thing that kind of seems to connect them to each other is their traditions so we're saying that you know i know throughout america there's all these these giant burial mounds and um there, i know there's a pretty big one in ohio right i know there's there's uh, I've I've actually seen some in uh, northeast Iowa. Uh, we traveled up there. Um, so you're saying in in most of these mounds there could be giant bones. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, a lot of them. Yep. Yeah, it's it, pretty fascinating. Oh wow! And it used to be okay to dig into those back in the 1800s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, back then, wild, there, wild there west. Of, yeah, yeah, there weren't a whole lot of rules back then. That's true. Uh, um, not really sure the year, but there was some sort of a Native American Repatriate Act or something like that, where basically, and you know, it's probably wasn't a bad thing because, in a way, I'm glad that people did discover these because now we can we can look at the history, right? But you know, also agree that it's probably not a good thing just to go digging into burial mounds. So, so when True. they had this, this, uh, this new act that passed, it protects the native lands. Okay. And so you can no longer just go digging legally into gotcha. burial mounds. So it's, it's good. I think so. Right. That is a good thing. We want to, we want to respect yeah, the, yeah, the history uh, yeah, for sure. Correct. Yeah. Respect is, is what we should be all about. You mentioned that there would be museums that would show up and they would take the 
So the, are they take, the, taking the bones? What's the story there? Where are these guys dis- disappear into? Okay. So a lot of them would, would sometimes it would just be like their local museum. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them would be like the Carnegie Museum. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the, the Smithsonian Institute was mentioned. Mm-hmm. But it's rarely do I ever find a follow-up story. So it's kind of, it's hard to find those. It's usually just that report. And sometimes it's hard to find those, right? So like I've, I've gone back to find a report I found before and I couldn't find it again. So it's kind of, once I get it, I like to put it on the page, you know, or print it off just so I have it as a, as a right. hard copy too. But yeah, that's where they would go. A lot of times, I mean, I found one where the sheriff had it, you know, he had one of really? the skull. Yeah. He put the skull cap in his, uh, in his office. Oh my goodness. So, you know, there's gotta be, you know, fragments here and there still, they've got to be around somewhere, somebody's special box or something like that. But, oh, you know, someone's going to find something at an estate sale or, or a yeah. yard sale or something. Right. You know, so, a lot, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah, but yeah, a lot, please, a lot of times ahead. though, too, these bones were so old when they're, when they were dug up. So when, contact was made with the uh with air they would crumble really so sometimes you couldn't really oh wow you couldn't really save it you could you could measure out on the ground like where the skeleton was but you couldn't really retain like the bones wouldn't be retained in a in a uh, preservable state but that's that's, that's not all the time i think that has a lot to do with uh how much moisture was in the ground okay uh, a lot of stuff like that sometimes they would crumble sometimes they're you know more or less not petrified, but fossilized. Um, and other times they, they were just perfect. So now, <clears throat> so we can't, we can't go to the Smithsonian today and we can't be like, Oh, let's go to the giant hall uh, or the giant exhibit. Right. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. I mean, to me, that would be, it would be cool, but it also is kind of odd too, because they're, they're somewhat human. And so, like, it would be weird to go to a, a open cemetery today and just see, you know, regular sized humans true, bones laying. True. But they are, you know, they're not just fully human. They're 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 different. You know, they're they're more of a oddity. So I I, I would be I could see how that would be pretty cool. You know, to mm. see, you know. But yeah, so, you would think that they would have something on display because obviously whenever these guys or these road graders road workers or sometimes they were i found accounts where they actually were the smithsonian out there digging into a burial mound and they and it's really what they dug up yeah wow so they were really um interested into this in this stuff and i wouldn't see why they wouldn't have them on display sometimes back in the day I, i really would like to find uh, an account, it's probably not going to be a newspaper account. It'd be kind of cool if I could find like maybe an old magazine of theirs or something that would, would be talking about this if they ever did. I'm not sure if they ever talked about it, um, publicly. It's just the newspaper that would like mention they came out and, um, gathered up the, you know, remains or whatever from the, from the burial site. So do you think there's some like, 
<clears throat> Smithsonian warehouse somewhere where it's like all these giant bones or they just like totally trashed them or like what do you think the end game was was there with all that I'm not sure if they would have trashed them because yeah. I mean if they they spent the time and resources to travel west to go pick right. these things up I would I mean if it were me I mean if you didn't want to talk about it I almost feel like you just have them in boxes somewhere Mm-hmm. you know with the with the date and the location and all that um but who, who knows I, I don't know anything about that i'm just i'm just thinking out loud yeah man that's that is absolutely absolutely wild have you found uh i'm sure you found historical reports over over the years where like you're you're the guy that's rediscovered the article you've got to found have found stuff like that oh like like them finding them and uh storing them somewhere or like um you know a lot of uh cryptid researchers will find monsters or, or cryptids where like the cryptid would have been forgotten to history unless they were the one that found the article in their research do you oh. think you've discovered stories like that or I'm sure I have. I'm sure I haven't. And that's why on these things, when I find them, I tag the town or I tag the state. Oh, okay. Because I want, what I want is to like, I want to rediscover something for somebody's area. Cause a lot of these, they're not necessarily my area. Mm. I, mean, I, I found a few in Texas. They were here, but like, if it's Nebraska, I, I make sure I tag that. Um, you know, because I'm hoping somebody in Nebraska sees it and like, and, and I will, I will get uh, messages here and there from people, um, you know, or people will message me and say, Hey, have you found anything in this area? And so okay. if I haven't, I'll, I'll do my best to try to find something and then I'll, I'll send it to them. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I've, I have uncovered some stuff cause there was a, um, there was some curse by an Indian tribe, native American tribe, can't remember the state but it's called the curse of yellow hair where they went out um the shawnee indians basically massacred the last of these giant um yellow-haired uh mound builders so they're mm. the mound builders um but they were like they were almost like a caucasian looking people with uh yellow hair and that was their chief his name was yellow hair oh wow well as they killed them off um yellow hair threw a curse at them so that's kind of how the story goes. But, you know, I did find a follow up of that story where they were damming up this river. And oh, so Yellowhair said, as long as this river, the waterfall makes the sound it's making, you all will be forever cursed. OK, so, so and I don't know if, it, if they really were cursed. The story said so. But. I did find a follow-up of this story not too long ago is where they were doing some sort of um, construction where they, they dammed up the river for a time. And so the waterfall stopped making its noise. Right. Okay. And so they actually went out and did this. I don't know if you call it spiritual rite or some sort of a ceremony to uh, try to end the curse of yellow hair. Oh, the wow. Gi the giant mound builder. <laughs> so, I mean, I do find interesting stuff and I, you know, I try to share it out there. You know, you mentioned uh, that, that uh, incident with Native Americans. I think I remember reading, wasn't there like um, an incident with like a Lovelock 
cave in uh is that in nevada or yeah where there's yeah. some giants involved is that anything you're aware of the story behind that or i know a little bit about it um basically how that went is the they were red-haired giants and they were living in the lovelock cave there in nevada but they were supposedly cannibalistic oh, and they wow. were they were really a problem for the native paiute indians there um and so the story goes that they wouldn't stop being cannibalistic so the paiutes kind of when the, when they went into the the giants went into the cave they burned them they just started a fire in front of the mouth of the cave and so basically it sounded like it suffocated them to death sure uh, years later um i don't know who went in there oh they were they were digging out bat uh dung or guano uh-huh. and then that's when they discovered all these remains now it's kind of hard to find pictures of this stuff um but supposedly they were pretty big guys buried in there um and one uh the the indian lady who wrote the book i think it's called life among the paiutes um i think her last name is winamucca or something like that Uh i I don't know if i butchered that but one of her i think it was her grandfather still had some of the red hair of the uh, giant on one of his oh wow something that he had that's wild yeah so yeah they were around there was all there were a lot of them around and that's not the first time i've come across red hair um there was they weren't giants that I came across. At one time, I came across a couple mummies or mummified people that were like buried in an earthquake around the same area as that, and they were two children. But it said they had red hair, and so they could have been, you know, some of the descendants or the children of giants. They were like mummies, like you would find in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Well. They were kind of mummified. They still had okay. hair on it because maybe the desert kind of mummified them. Sure. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the perfect climate. So their hair was still there, yep. but they had been, there must've been some sort of a <clears throat> catastrophe in the area that maybe killed off some of these things too. That is wild. So you're looking at all these articles. It seems like a lot of them are from like late 1800s early 1900s right yeah so obviously we're not reading articles about giant giants being found today like did you find that there's a period in time where like the articles suddenly stop for some reason or like what's the there's got to be a transition period there right yeah yeah i don't seem to find i don't seem to find many past 1930 weird the odd time i will but it, it's kind of right in, around there that i find them do, do you think there's a reason for that or like did everyone just got really concerned with the world wars or you <laughs> well, know like yeah uh i'm thinking let's see i did find an article um the other day let me see what Okay, this was uh, dated March 16th, 1934. And this is, okay, this is an article about the Smithsonian. 
Institute. And I thought it was strange. They're not really reporting on any, any giants being found. They're actually reporting on being fed up with people discovering giants. Oh, really? So that may be the answer to your question. It, it says uh, oh. the, Smithson- the, Miss- the Smithsonian Institution is fed up on skeletons of prehistoric human giants. And the uh, doctor, I can't even, the last name is not even pronounceable. Um, the curator of anthropology makes no bones about it. So basically, <laughs> the Smithsonian is fed up regarding the reports of prehistoric giants being unearthed. And that's 1934. But wow. see, they didn't have control over the people digging these things up. See, a lot of times it was a construction worker. Lots of mm. times it was somebody digging a base, digging out for their basement. Um, I mean, these things were all over the place. Uh, and they probably got tired of people digging into burial mounds too. And True. so... That may, I mean, that right there kind of states one reason why we don't see it after, you know, much after the 1930s. That's very, very interesting. But do you think, do you think people are still finding stuff today? We're just not hearing about it. They could be. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, if they, who knows if they were digging something on their own land or something like that. Yeah. I mean, there's so many of them up north, like Ohio Valley, uh, the Ohio, Ohio Valley area, Kentucky, um, Indiana has a ton. They were all over the place. They were these things. These guys were building forts. Uh, like there's like Fort Ancient up in the north. Massive walls. Um, I really want to go visit a lot of these places. I've been I've been reading up on it, and it sounds amazing. So there's yeah. so much history here. And that's another reason I do this. I'm almost, I'm not really trying to rewrite history, but I'm trying to put context into our history, like the true history. Mm. I mean, like the history of the Aztecs. Um, who knows, you know, what was it like? It would be kind of cool to see what it was like when they were building these um, big pyramids down there and like in the the Maya pyramids. Like who built them and what was it like? There's so many Indian or native traditions of like giants being destroyed from fire mm. from above and all this stuff. Oh, wow. Um, down there. And I uncovered a, uh, an account from Mexico. Uh, this is from the Evening Star, 1925. Uh, skeletons of giants are found in Mexico. One of the most interesting of recent discoveries in Mexico is that reported by prospecting miners. So there's some miners uh, working in some caves here um, in the district of the state of Chihuahua, according to one of the engineers who has reached Mexico city from the Sierra Madre range of mountains where the operations are being carried on. There have been discovered several human skeleton skeletons measuring from 10 to 12 feet in length they were all found in one cave being quite intact the average length of the feet was from 18 to 20 inches an anthropological department of the mexican government is planning to send a commission to investigate the discoveries the investigation is expected to clear up the origin of the wonderful indians of the state of chihuahua 
the skeletons were all found in the sitting posture, shoulders bent forward and some resting on upraised knees. Mm. So these are, they're kind of sitting, it sounds like with their knees drawn up, but in length, they were 10 to 12 feet high or tall if you were to stretch them out. And their feet were 18 inches to 20 inches long. Wow. So that's Mexico. Um, and so you hear the stories of the natives saying, well, there was a race of giants that came that was here before they built a lot of this stuff. Um, and then they say, well, there was a race that was destroyed from, by fire from above. Who knows what that means? Are they, are they comets falling? Um, sometimes they have these, thing, these uh, mound builders and giants fighting each other off you know having battles amongst each other oh wow you would you would have to i mean you have to assume that that probably happened um or imagine that it probably happened you have these different giants over here and they're you know they would get in a fight so they probably oh yeah if you've got like huge creatures human giants like they're totally gonna have a fight yeah it's gonna gonna happen dude it's gonna happen it's gonna be a epic battle oh yeah Man, that would be crazy. Um, when I was doing a little bit of research for this, <clears throat> how do you feel like the uh, quote from Abraham Lincoln is real? I do. That's just yeah. wild. Like did like it? Did he actually say it? Is that what you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard it so many times. I uh, know. Not, from, not from his mouth. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, did he say it? I don't know. I mean. I think he did. I mean, I came across the, the, I came across it the other day as I was researching. Um, so that, that was kind of cool to, to come across it myself. Cause I'd heard it, right. I heard, well, Abraham Lincoln said this, but you know, of course I hadn't seen it myself, mm-hmm. uh, but I did come across it in a newspaper. So for what, I, for what it's worth, um, he did, he seemed to have said something about him. So, I, yeah, about I the giants I, I I, in Niagara. Yeah, like yeah, and I thought I had it in front of me, but <clears throat> I have so many papers in front of me right now; it's not even funny. <laughs> I try to have a lot of these um, accounts ready to read, but like when I do that, I have so many. But yeah, it I would have be it, tough I have somewhere. Somewhere I have it. So. Have you ever had a person? Con- I'm sure you have some wild DMs on that account. You probably have some wild DMs. Have you ever had anyone be like, "Hey, listen, bud, I've got a giant skull that I dug up in my backyard." Surprisingly, I haven't had anybody say that yet. Really? Oh, that's wow. a great question. That's a great question, though. Yeah. It's probably going to happen now, now that you mention it. Somebody's going to come out and ask me that or tell oh, me I hope, that. I hope it does. Oh, that would be, be so crazy. Cool. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it would be. Oh, here. Hey, I've got it right here. Oh, you got it. All right, cool. A little excerpt from Abraham right, cool. It's a pretty long speech, but I won't bore everybody with all, you know, his kind of rambles on about this, the Niagara Falls. But I'll just kind of jump in here at, you know, at the key point. So in discussing Niagara Falls, Lincoln states, but still there is more. It calls up up the indefinite past when Columbus first sought this continent, when Christ suffered on the cross, when Moses led Israel through the Red Sea, nay, even when Adam first became 
from the hand of his maker. Then as now, Niagara was roaring here. The eyes of that species of extinct giants whose bones fill the mounds of America have gazed on Niagara as ours do now. Contemporary with the first race of men and older than the first man, Niagara is strong and fresh today as 10,000 years ago. So it's kind of like, wow, you know, like a power punch of his, uh, of his speech. And I mean, obviously he was up there, you know, visiting the falls, um, when he made that, I believe <clears throat> there's a lot you can take away from that. Yeah. You can take away. Um, he talks about them being extinct or almost like a separate race. Right. That's, that's wild, man. Is there any, uh, I, I guess that's a discussion in it in itself. So like, yeah. Were the giants, just really tall humans or were they something completely different? Hmm. Well, I, that's a good question. A lot of times, well, they did have, sometimes they were, they were wearing armor. Um, really? Yeah. Copper armor in the States. Uh, not all the time, but I, you know, I did find one that was like, I feel like, I feel like he was around eight feet tall. So he wasn't huge. But you have to remember when they're eight feet tall, their their shoulders were about four feet wide. Mm. So it's like a it's like a sheet of plywood, you know. Okay. But you know, thicker, wow, uh, thicker than three quarters. But um, so these were big dudes. But they they also had hieroglyphic writing sometimes in their in their mounds. So they did have language. They they were like men. They had they they made things with copper, so they're very intelligent. Um, they used mica, which I think is some sort of a like a thin slate type material from I think from the north. I don't really have much of it down here, in Texas. Um, slates, um, writing tablets. They would have um, big stone battle axes, sometimes copper battle axes. So they were they were men, but their bone structure was so much bigger and thicker than ours. Um, a lot of times their skulls would be mentioned to be an inch to an inch and a half thick. Oh, wow. So it'd be kind of hard to go into a battle with these things, with these uh, beings. It'd be hard to, uh, to win against one. It, it almost feels like if, stuff like this gets brought up in our current culture there's almost like uh you're gonna get mocked for it or you know what i mean does it feel like sometimes you're gonna get made made i don't know it's weird it's almost like there's this oh yeah there's narrative where it's like oh you talk about this you're 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 crazy or like what are you talking about like right. does it i don't know i get like this weird vibe sometimes I don't oh, know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, I wouldn't say it's much different. It's probably not much different than talking about Sasquatch or something like that. If you talk about giants, people look at you like you have four heads. Yeah. And so <laughs> you almost don't want to talk about it out in, in public with people because they're like, they're looking at you like, what? You're weird. <laughs> like, I mean, I've even had a preacher tell me, he's like, isn't there something better to study? 
the giants. So, I mean, even a preacher went at me. And then I, the, the, I mean, giants is biblical. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I'm going to say. Cause it's like, that's really weird that a preacher would be like that. It doesn't make sense because it's like, you know, if you have any knowledge about the old Testament, I mean, dude, <laughs> it's in there, you know, yeah. like, yeah, there were some big ones there. That's wild. Yeah. Do you think there's maybe some sort of like, um, do you think there's maybe some sort of like narrative to like shut down all the, the giant stuff? I don't know. It's, it feels like there's, there's something trying to be hidden, but maybe that's just like a conspiracy thing. Yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, it's so, I mean, it's not that far in the past, really. These are these articles, that's, that's but it, but it is right. So, like the mid nineteen hundreds, it's a little ways back there. And if it's just got suppressed for just a little bit, like okay, nineteen thirties, the Smithsonian's like, you know what? We don't. We're getting tired of of going to get all these things. We're just tired of it. Um, you, then you have you know you have like Darwinism coming in saying, you know, ever, everything started from small and, and came all the way up to about six foot tall. Well, if you're going to push that in schools, well, all this stuff, you know, kind of shoots that out of the water. It's like, well, you've got to rewrite Darwinism because yeah. that doesn't fit. Cause you've got these guys over here in Mexico that were 12 feet tall Well, that. That's kind of going well, you, you need to redraw that to where it goes to where they go up to 12 feet. And th- these are prehistoric people a lot of times. So uh, what do you do with that? So there yeah. seems to be maybe a couple different reasons why there might be might have been pushback. But if you push back for a little bit of time, you, you're, you're going to have another generation who doesn't really know anything about it. That's true. That is, that is really true. It, you don't have to push, you don't have to push back for too long. Yeah. All it takes is that what probably just a few generations and then people forget about it. Right. Yeah. Unless some guy starts digging up all the articles <laughs> and puts them on Instagram. <laughs> uh, yep. I guess so. Yeah. I just like blasting it out there. You know, very few people are seeing it probably, but it's just, it's fun to, and I do it on, I have a Facebook account too, with the same name. Mm-hmm. So I just put it out on both, um, just spread it out there and hope, and I hope people get it and share it. Cause it's just like, it's just cool. I mean, people are doing their stuff every day, going, grabbing coffee, going to work, you know, yep. all day, coming back, doing the same thing the next day. It's just kind of neat to throw something out there that like people don't think of on a regular basis. And it's true history. And it's not anything that we learned in school and even in college and not teaching it. So it's like, well, where did <laughs> what happened here? Because this is real, this is real history that we haven't been taught. So I don't know. Exactly. Here's what I think. These were groups of people and I feel like their story needs to be told. Why suppress their story? Right. Exactly. Everybody Ex- has a exactly. And they have a story and everybody's proud of it, but why suppress theirs? I mean, they lived a, they lived a, they lived a life. So why should we shut them down? That's kind of how I think of it. What is so important about our culture that you're trying to save that you're willing to bulldoze over 
a past culture and totally try to wipe it from existence. I mean, it, it feels like uh, it feels like there's something there, dude. It's that's weird. That's some yeah. weird stuff, man. But yeah, yeah, it is. And yeah. who knows? Who knows really the reasons why? Maybe we don't want to know <laughs> all the reasons why. That's true. They do what they do, but. Were you were you saying earlier that um, I think you mentioned like megalithic uh, structures? So were you saying that? Well, obviously we know that there are structures around the world that are are huge. Um, are you yeah. saying that is a potential that the giants were involved with those structures uh, as well? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can look at just, let's just focus on Ireland. Ireland's covered with these huge stones. Sure. And, okay. They don't look real big, but um, I've moved a lot of stone in my life. Cause I, I, lo- I, you know, I like working with rocks, building rock walls around, you know, where I live and stuff. And a, a stone that weighs 300 pounds doesn't look that big. I mean, it's probably about 15 inches tall, 20 inches. These are massive stones. Mm. So who, who's moving these things? And then I uncover articles where, oh, well, here's a 10-foot giant uh, in Ireland buried right here. Um, oh, here's a group of giants that were buried down in France, down in this cavern where they were like trying to mine out some sort of um, iron ore. But they were using like stone tools, but they were, they were trying to get out the iron ore and uh, copper and stuff or whatever. Um, so, when you, so you have a land in a region where megaliths are. And some of these things are a couple stories tall in France. There's a massive one. Um, and you're like, well, like if you go to National Geographic, they're going to draw you a picture of regular sized people with a massive dirt hill. And right. yeah. how, do they, how do they pull it up? But then in the same region where you have all these megalithic cities, even down in Peru, megalithic, huge wall cities. And then you have giants buried in the same region. So you just, mm. it doesn't, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. You just know that they did it, and then you have the you, then you have the legends of the natives um, saying that these people built these cities. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I mean, I, like I have like here, um, Celtic like there's Celtic writers who state that the Celts wandered westward, erecting the massive megalithic stones. But see, not all Celts are giants. I mean, you have Celtic people today. Yeah, but. Giants were among them as hundreds of unearthed skeletons confirm this fact. So they say that they moved that way and they, you know, they were almost like a pathway. They set like they left a trail of megalithic markers, way markers as they went. But you also in all these burials and instances where people are uncovering them out of like mines and stuff like that. Um, with like stone tools still in their hands um, that just kind of proves that they are the builders of these megalithic cities that boggles uh, historians minds today because they're trying to they're trying to fit you know our size people into a puzzle of like who did this right so it doesn't fit that piece doesn't fit so, that's so crazy yeah I think you mentioned that um they were using, of course, they would be using bigger tools. Have there been uh, reports that you found where, like, people have found like huge axes or 
huge implements, stuff like that, that are just like way too big for oh, the course. normal person to use? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, even some of my hikes where I hike around, I've, I've found a pretty decent sized stone axe head. You and found it, it yourself? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, just in a riverbed. But it was, I mean, I feel like it's about 15 inches long. So it's it's oh. a lot bigger than what I would wield. And I'm I'm a little bit over six foot, so I'm not. But I'm not going to grab one that size. It's just too it's too heavy. So if you're going to use it as a tool or a weapon, you need it to you need it to feel good with your arm. Um, you can go to Missouri, and I believe the owner of Bass Pro Shops has a he has a really big museum called. Hopefully, I don't butcher it. It's a Native American museum, I, I believe, okay. or a museum of Native history. Um, if you go down in the basement there he has hundreds of stone axe heads on display really all sizes but there are so many of them that are huge you know seven inches ten inches long and they're tall so i mean the i would probably hold i would probably use one that's about maybe i don't know five inches right you know I mean, you don't want to have to use it with two hands. Yeah, exactly. Or three hands, but you don't yeah. have three hands. So it's like, but that's, I even when I was there visiting, I mentioned to one of the museum guys about what I did. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I'm looking at all these massive stone tools. And he's like, yeah, but he didn't want to talk about it really. Yeah, you could tell like he wanted to say something, but he's like, uh. yeah, he kind of, yeah, he kind of agreed, but he didn't really, it's like, man, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about this. Oh, yeah. wow. Really? He wasn't like the owner. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, he probably didn't want to get himself into trouble. So he just no, kind of nodded his head. I mean, wow. the, the stone tools there speak for themselves. Mm. Some people say, well, that's just ceremonial. No, it's not. No. Why? I what's mean, the point? Giant, why would you make so many ceremonial tools? Yeah, what's the point? I mean, there were accounts that I pulled up where there were stone tools or stone axe heads with these giants. So... Oh, you can they, actually they were, go witness them at really? that museum. Yeah, yeah. So, so they were they were like buried the the stone axes were buried with the giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes you would have metal, you would have like metal type um, weapons, Ooh. but most of the time it's stone. Of course, I mean you have to think they're probably they'd be much like us. Like, well, they're not very smart if they're using stone. Well, if you drop me off in the middle of somewhere. I'm going to use what I have as a resource. Mm-hmm. There's no metal there. Yep. I'm probably not going to start digging a hole to go try to get some iron ore. Right. Smelt, smelt it. I'm probably going to use a stone first. And so you have to go at history that way. You know, so many people go at it backwards. Like, oh, well, they weren't smart. You know, well, I don't think that has anything to do with anything, really. It's just like they're using what they have as a resource. You mentioned... uh at one point that there were hieroglyphics found around uh mm-hmm. like uh, were those on um like on tablets or or how were yeah tablets sometimes like pieces of clay vessels okay like, um that's my recollection uh, and they were kind of up in the north but they would always say anytime an article would re- would um would read that it would or um, it would say it was unknown hieroglyphics. Uh, so it wouldn't okay. necessarily say Egyptian or, but it was some sort of writing. Yeah. Maybe so, it okay. was. 
maybe it was Egyptian, uh, but there's so, I mean, there have been people who have just focused just on that subject of ancient, uh, I think it's uh, America BC or something like that. It's a book by Barry Fell. Okay. Um, it's a good book to get because you can look at it. He just looks at America and there's so many different ancient um, languages that were f- discovered in America. You have Celtic language discovered here. You have Viking uh, language here. I believe um, they call it uh, Celtiberian. So it's like I- Iberian slash Celtic. Oh, wow. So it's like it's the mix of cultures yeah. was written, was found in America. So you have many cultures. You have the Phoenician language discovered here. Um, ancient Hebrew discovered and some of the stuff's found in the burial mound. So then you have to ask yourself, well, who will, <laughs> who were all these mound builders there? They might've been different groups of people. Um, and also have the thought too, some of them, you know, you have different size giants. Some of them are only around seven foot, seven and a half, but then sometimes you'd have ones that are 14 feet. Um, they could have been just different tribes of just more, mixed blood to where the bloodlines are getting, you know, the heights and sizes are getting smaller. Um, but then sometimes the seven foot ones might be young warriors. So who's, who knows? He might've been 15 and he was at seven foot already. So there's, because these were discovered so long ago, I don't even know if they had the um, ability to tell how old the bone structure was or the human was when they died. Yeah, that's that's a really good point because it really the question is not it's not just who are the the giants buried in the mounds, it's who were the guys that were burying the giants in the mounds. <laughs> yeah, and that is a whole different spin on it, man. Like that's wild. Yeah, yeah. The, these guys here, they definitely had communities. Um. So. And I don't know, like the ones buried in the big mounds, like maybe they were kings and queens, because, you know, sometimes you find women sure. buried and they're, you know, the ones that, that are women are from seven to eight feet tall. The ones that I've found. Um, but yeah, so they had a community of peoples. So maybe it was like they maybe giants were bearing giants. Um, who knows? But they, Man, they had community. Stuff. They had the knowledge of a lot of their mounds and temple mounds. They had temple worship mounds too. And they all kind of like the points of the mound will, you know, face north, south, east, west, or they'll face some sort of a summer solstice or winter solstice or, you know, different, you know, falling stars or whatnot in the seasons. So they had... They had some sort of a uh, knowledge that, you know, we don't necessarily have, mm. you know, for <clears> such <throat> an ancient time. So you're saying that there ha- have been uh, temples found as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I-, I remember, I can't remember the, the name of the book. It's an old book where it actually talks about like Lexington, Kentucky being built on a, on a huge temple site. I don't know if you've, ever seen oh man it's i i can't remember that it's an old old book dude it's wild 
Yes. Uh, the guy it's, on TikTok was talking about it. I need to get my hands on that. It sounds like. Yep. It would, it would blow your mind, dude. And it's, it's all online too. Like, it, you know how, like there was that Google project where like they were, everyone was scanning old books and putting them into Google oh. library or whatever. It's yeah. one of those. Yeah. Okay. So I'll see if I can track it down and, uh, and send it to you after yeah, this, but yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. Would, I, I don't. Like yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Uh, cause Kentucky has a lot of history like that. Mound builders. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they were all there. So I don't doubt it. And that and that's a sad thing too. Like when when the colonials were coming in, they were they headed west, they would do all kinds of stuff. Sometimes they would use the dirt from these mounds to to use it to build something. Oh man. So it's like yeah. they didn't always have the right uh they didn't always have the right mindset. Right. So that and that's yeah. sad. Like that, like that case, building it on top of something. It's like, whoa, that's Okay, that's not a good way to uh, preserve it. Yeah, unfortunately, I think at that point in history, they definitely didn't have that mindset. They were not thinking about yeah. preserve. And this is me just kind of spouting off, but <laughs> they were probably thinking more about like, how can I uh, build a cabin real quick and survive the winter? But yeah, it is what no, it is, you know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and, you know, you can see it, and all like that's probably one reason all these articles are here is because they didn't really have the mindset of preservation. They mm -hmm. had exploration and survival, like you're saying. So that's, but thus you have these articles. So it's like, well, you thank them. You kind of thank them for being that way for just a time, anyway, because now you have all these resources of information that we can look at now and reimagine our history as it as it really is um that we haven't been taught hmm. so you kind of you kind of love them and hate them for doing that right <laughs> digging into the mounds there is i i don't think i've asked this particularly yet um so is there any and this is a, a question that's really big to ask do you know of any museums across around the world where they're actually like giant bones on display or it's no, not off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I have heard of some, but I, or one, but I can't recall which one it was. And I don't believe it was even in the country. Um, there was a museum down in Peru. Yep. Um, that I, years ago, I came across an article that said there were a couple eight foot giants there, but I'm not even sure if they're there anymore because as Westerners became, you know, Westerners started going down there because, you know, you can't research up here. So they're right there and it became, it's almost like a Westernized area because of that. Oh, wow. And so these museums, I don't know why they would pull them. If they did pull those two, maybe because of publicity yeah. and who knows if there's, if there's some sort of suppression from the West, Western cultures, then if it's the West is <laughs> giving a lot of attention to elsewhere in the world, it might explain why, you know, they may not be on display anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. In your articles that you've read, do you ever find mention of like um 
like elongated skulls or is that is that something completely different that's like totally different than the giants but you know what i'm talking about right right yeah no i do um and a lot of times i don't use a word elongated okay but they give a description which is elongated so Uh. they'll say these particular giant discovered or giants they they would say they look ape-like is what they would say they look like ape men um they didn't have a forehead they said so like right above the eye socket it would immediately slope back so that gives the the exact definition of elongation of a skull yeah doesn't have a forehead like we do it just right right above the eye socket it starts to slope back um they would say things like low intelligence these guys seem to not all articles but like one article in particular said they they look like ape ape men. They seem to have low intelligence because they didn't have a forehead. I'm like, what does that have to do? With <laughs> right. How does that mean it's low intelligence? But yeah, I mean, U.S., Mexico, uh, many many times naturally and uh, natural elongated skulls were found. Were there other features that they were saying? Like that, that's really weird that they would use the term ape men. That's mm-hmm. just because of the skull. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't. They look different. Oh, wow. They didn't necessarily have a forehead all the time. Okay. So they thought, well, that looks like an ape. So they call them ape men, or they look like ape men. Of course, they were big too, like they were giants. So they they're like, well, this isn't a normal man. We'll just call them ape men. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So nothing like the arms were really long. Nothing like that. You know what? That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall anything about arm length. Okay. Um, nope. I don't, I don't have any recollection of coming across an article with that's, you know, kind of focused in on that. Um, that's a good question. Mm. Cool. Cool. Um, man, there's, there's been a lot to think about so far man that you could really you could really get into this stuff deep um something i want to make sure that we talk about though because this came up right before we started our our chat excuse me recorded is uh we were talking about uh bigfoot a little bit right and um you said you have some you have some thought you know because we do talk about cryptids on this uh, on this podcast as well. So you say that you've had some uh, you said some run-ins over the years. Yeah, I have. Um, oh wow! Yeah, my first run-in was my first run-in was not a sighting, but it was a a growl. I got growled at um, two times in one instant. In one incident, and I was in Virginia uh, hiking okay. up in the mountains. Um. So a friend of mine and myself were hiking up this, uh, okay, it's like an old logging road that wasn't being used anymore, but mm-hmm. these loggers would come in and cut a road. And so it's been like that for years, like nobody was using it. So we were using the logging road and we were hiking up this mountain range where nobody, nobody lives back there. And as we we're hiking up, my, I was following my buddy. The higher we got, I started feeling uneasy and I started, we both, I noticed we got very quiet. Mm. Um, so we're hiking up and he, the, the road turned in a direction he didn't want to go. And so he just stepped off of the logging trail 
and we walked a few feet in the different direction off of the trail, the human trail. Um, and we stood there, something, we stood there for a second and then something growled at us like immediately, maybe 30 feet in front of us. Oh, wow. There was like some tall laurel like bushes there. Yeah. Um, that we could, it was August, so we couldn't see. It wasn't, it wasn't the fall or winter time. So it growled and this thing was so deep. I mean, I can't even describe. It's like 20 men with deep voices all like, like that. Really? Yeah. It just kind of like, whoa. Um, and we just froze. Okay. We didn't do anything. We just, it, it made us freeze. And, and then it growled again. And that you, you could almost tell what the growl was saying. Like it was like saying, get out of here. Wow. Like, why are you still standing here? And so he, I followed him. He didn't go back to the, he didn't go back to the logging trail, go down. He walked straight down the mountain, like all through the thick stuff. And he started picking up rocks because he wasn't packing a gun. I wasn't, I didn't have one with me either. But I was like, hey man, wait up on me, <laughs> wait up for me. Cause he was leaving <laughs> me in the dark. Right. Um, so I, I would go back to that place, you know, throughout the years and hike the same region. I would get wood knocks all the time. Really? Um, oh, I would, wow. I would go out. Yeah. I, I went out and, um, I sat, let's see. I, you know what I did is I took my metal detector. I had permission to metal detect up okay. in there. You just to look for old, you know, civil war bullets or whatnot. Cause it's yeah, Virginia. Sure. It's a lot of old history. And I was metal detecting and I heard there was a shed nearby and I heard something hit the shed like a hmm. rock or something. And then I just kept beeping around. And then I heard this big boulder drop up on top of the mountain. And that was near where we got growled out like the, the year before. So I was like, Oh, nobody lives up there. What was that boulder? It was like a, like somebody took a massive boulder and dropped it. And so I went up there and I just sat down. There was like this stone mound, like a stone burial mound. Wow. And I just sat there at the foot of the mound and just looking around. And then I started hearing like wood tapping to my left and then to my right. Really? I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. And I, so I got brave and I just started walking towards one of the sounds. And then between me and where my vehicle was, there was something banged. It was over a ridge, but something banged a tree like a baseball bat three times. Boom, boom, boom. And so from then on, I, I had all kinds of experiences there. But from, you know, a light in the woods at night, um, not a lot of, no, no vocalizations, but just like banging and a tree shaking, you know, just stuff like that. Weird stuff. That's all, that's all in the same area. That's, and you said you were seeing like, uh, like spook lights or something like that? I saw one once at night. Okay. Yeah. Just a red, a red light. Really? Nobody's out there though. It's like just in the woods. So it's definitely something going on there. I I did research after the growl. I was like, that couldn't have been a bear. It's too big. And then I found out black bears don't really growl. They just huff, make noise. Mm. They Mm -hmm. don't growl. So I was like, well, it's not a bear. So, and then later I was in Texas because I live in Texas, but I was driving at night down a, uh, just kind of like a country road. And I saw a, a figure dart across the road, like a humanoid figure Whoa! dart across the road. And these roads, you know, they're, they're wide enough for maybe two cars, maybe a little more. Mm-hmm. 
So this, this figure darts across the road in, in one second, but its head was almost at the tree line. So it's like around, it looked like around 10 to 11 feet in height, but it, it passed in front of my, oh, and the weird thing was, so there was an un, oncoming car coming towards me. And so it silhouetted this creature. So it's not, I wasn't seeing something, right? It, like lights were coming. There was a car quite a ways away, but it was shining at me. And I have the habit of looking at cars' headlights because right. you know, I don't want them to be drunk. So I'm watching the headlight a little right. bit because you can't tell at night. But this figure ran from my right to the left. In one second, it crossed the whole road. Whoa. It had a slight backward bend to it. Um, so later in the daytime, I went and looked at that area. And there was like a, a really tall pipe fence and just a field. And But... It must have just stepped over or jumped over the fence. Yeah. Because of its high rate of speed. And so so I haven't been growled at in Virginia, then back in Texas I had this sighting. It kind of got me kind of curious about that stuff too. You know, I'm already researching giants. <laughs> so it was just kind of exactly Texas is a really weird state when it comes to Bigfoot. Uh, there's some parts of it where, and I don't know what region your part was in, but like, I mean, Eastern Texas, crazy for Bigfoot. Uh, yeah. If you look into like the Jefferson area, dude, it gets wild. But te I mean, yeah, check out uh, uh, Lyle Blackburn's uh, New Texas Bigfoot book. It's a great oh, wow. resource. Uh, really? It's yeah. it's all the areas of Texas too. You okay. you should check it out. Um, I will. Did you uh, the Virginia one? That's really interesting to me. Did you ever uh, look up BFRO and see if there are reports in the same area? No, that's a good idea. I did. You not. should do it. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. It was. It's really interesting. It, uh, it was really eye-opening for me because I had never experienced anything like that before. Wow. I mean, it was scary at first. I've heard them, like, I would go out a lot after that. And I don't know, when I'm, I get, it's very um, intriguing to me. Mm. And so I would go into the woods and just by myself and just listen. Um, and I, I would hear them walk, I would hear one kind of walking, like bipedal sound. I couldn't see it because it was in the uh, summertime. So, but you could hear it crunch, crunch. And then I would hear him almost crawling, like a crawling. In sound. Virginia? Yeah, like a like an army crawl. So it's like, yep. it's kind of creepy, but they they didn't ever hurt me. So I figured if they wanted to hurt me, they, they definitely would have done that. Well, you know, it's weird that you would mention that because there's many reports of of Bigfoot actually being seen doing like a spider crawl. Yeah. Which is super weird. Wow. But I've, I've talked to people personally and I've also read reports, but, uh, dude, they do some weird stuff, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to see that. <laughs> the weird, weird stuff. And then it was like, you know, I went looking for Bigfoot in Iowa with my bud once Tate and like I captured, some weird audio at 3 45 in the morning and it was like of something unzipping my tent dude oh yeah 
So that's that's, a little, that's close. That's a that's close. a thing too. Like then I those are there's multiple reports of Bigfoot messing with tent zippers or messing with tents with people inside and like so that's a thing you got to watch too. If I don't know if you ever go out camping in that Virginia area. No, not a lot. But I did go camping uh, last year in November, and uh, we went back. I went backpacking for like three days with some buddies up in the Ozark Mountains. And that was quite, that was quite interesting too. Um, You, have you heard of the Ohio how? Yeah, totally. Yeah. The classic uh, audio that Matt Moneymaker captured, I want to say in 94. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, the evening was setting and we'd set our tents up and we were just standing by the, we were standing by the river and I heard something very similar to that. Like it sounded a few miles off, like a loud siren like yell. Um, the buddies I was with, they didn't seem to notice it. So I don't know if they were just like not hearing it or just didn't want to talk about it, but Mm. I I know I made a note of it. So, and then that night was very interesting because at two in the morning, we, I was woken up by a loud smash within like the camp area. Really? It it sounded like a cannon going off and we were right by the river right below a massive cliff. Um, but it was just one single smash. I mean, it woke me up and my heart, my heart was in my throat basically. Wow. So, um, and then about two hours later, there was something right in the camp, like super loud, super loud vocal, making a woo sound like three different times. Really? Yeah. Really loud. Um, and so the next morning, some of the guys were like, did you hear that elk or did you hear that rock? fall off the cliff i'm like yeah that wasn't a rock because rocks if a rock fell it's gonna make a sliding sound and you know crumbling it was one sound so i think there was something weird going on that night in our in and around our camp was that in virginia as well no that was in arkansas up in um oh oh out in the middle of the ozark mountains so which you know when if you t- blindfolded me and you set me in those Ozark Mountains, I couldn't tell you that I wasn't in Virginia. They almost look the same. Really big mountains, lots of hardwoods. Wow, is it northern Arkansas or? Yeah, because it was only a couple. It was a couple hours from Missouri. Okay. So yeah, yep. I think it's northern Arkansas. Wow. Yeah, there's some wild stuff that goes on down there, man. Um. I was shocked at the vocals. I'd never heard vocals like that. And then I heard a lot. So, wow. Yeah. The Probably crazy. Didn't, it didn't help that I was, as we were hiking throughout the day, I would take my, my walking stick and pop it on a dead log as I was going along, just making noises. Yeah. You may have been, you know, calling, calling I'm, them in. Like, them in and my buddies had some experiences <laughs> of their life that night as well as me. <laughs> um, Man, you got to start, like, you got to get a, uh, some kind of audio recorder with you, Travis, when you go out. Um, I mean, I, if you're ever going to do anything like that, I would recommend, and you can pick one up for, you know, relatively cheap, but like, yeah, you just have it like, um, just have it recording overnight, like, you oh, know, outside yeah. your campsite. And then it takes a few weeks to, to go through it but like you can capture some and man like if you captured that stuff on audio 
that'd oh, be some man, really cool odd so evidence. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great idea. I really, I really should look into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know if you call it a hobby. It's just something, it's kind of stuff I've stumbled into, right? It's not, I wasn't really looking, looking for all that. <laughs> I just kind of stumbled into it. When you went to the, uh, the Ozarks, was it, it just, it was just a, a camping trip. Like it wasn't specifically yeah. to look for, it was just oh, no. a bunch no, of dudes were, hanging out. You're right. You know, they mentioned Sasquatch, you know, cause yeah. the dudes do that. Right. Uh, they're hiking along. Uh, no, we were just doing it for fun. Just, wow. You know, just for That's hiking, awesome. Hiking trip. And we didn't stay at one place you know, every night it was like, we were one place. We moved along. The, the sad thing for me was I really wanted to be out in the middle of nowhere. We spent mm-hmm. like two of those nights, two or two of the three nights at camp sites, campgrounds. And we'd hike this trail would go along the river and you, we were hiking, we were camping at an actual campsite, but the night where I heard all the noises that in our camp, we, we were in the middle of nowhere. Like we weren't at a campsite. We were like just along the river on the trail. So there was, it's primitive. There was no, you weren't anywhere close to a camp, a camp out camping area. So that was, that was, that's probably one reason why we might've been in like in someone else's living room. Right. Right. So so they, they didn't want us to be too comfortable. Stay too long. Right. So yeah, those those are just some of the uh, encounters I've had. Nothing major, really, but enough to like, you know, have me curious. But yet more major than some Bigfoot researchers that I know. Like that stuff you encountered, that's uh, it, pretty substantial, man. Oh really? Oh yeah, totally. Like the one thing I learned going out with Tate is that. In a normal expedition, nothing happens. Uh, so like that stuff that you encountered, that's yeah. not a normal, man. Like people no. don't usually get to experience waking up and like uh, the crazy whooping in the, the middle of your yeah. camp. Like that's wild stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was yeah. one time I was on a, on a canoe trip down one of our rivers here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I got some audio during the night. I can't remember what time it was. Uh, it was probably around two or three. Um, it was, I would say it had to have been about a mile from us, but it sounded like a, it sounded like a thousand pound coyote or something trying to mimic a coyote. A thousand pound coyote. Yeah. It, it was huh. like, it was a dog sound or as a coyote sound making some sort, but it was a, a yep. It was, it was a very, very deep voice. Um, and then it would, okay. you could hear it echoing off the riverbanks. Um, and so I held my phone up cause it did it long enough. It woke me up and I just held my, you know, my iPhone up in my tent and I got some pretty good audio of it. And I even sent it to a research dude up in, um, Oklahoma. Uh, I think his name's Troy Hudson. And okay. he's like, yeah, that sounds like a squatch mimicking a coyote. Wow. So that was pretty and, and a buddy I was with then he's like, man, he said, you hear that last night? He's like, he even mentioned, he's like, that, that could have been a Bigfoot. Um, of course we were out in the middle of the mountains out along this river too. Not a whole mm. lot of people living around there. Um, so 
It even sounded like towards the end of the recording, there might have been another one making the same noise. Interesting. Very deep. Very. It was very, uh, it was real scary sounding too. Hmm. It was kind of haunting. <laughs> that would be, uh, that'd be interesting to listen to. What, uh, if you were to break Texas into, you know, north, south, east, west, what part of Texas did that happen in? Uh, north Texas. North so Texas. I'm in I'm in North Texas, but okay. there's a lot of rivers up in here. There's lots there's a lots of um you know Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah, there's still a lot of areas where there are you know forests and um re- regions where. And we're like this area has a forest that actually connects. So if you get on a map, it connects to Oklahoma. It's called a, a cross timbers forest. Mm. So it's a it's a really large forest that goes from Texas into Oklahoma, which at some point I, I believe it would have to touch the uh, eastern Texas uh, f- a forest of pine trees. Sure. And so if you think about it, there's plenty of areas for all these uh, creatures to be hiding out. And oh yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I'm in North Texas, but there's still lots of areas where I hike. I go hiking a lot. You know, living in the city, you want to get out. Oh sure. So I get exactly. out as much as I can and just hike. So, but end up having it and having experiences when I'm out hiking too. So, which just that kind of happens. That's that's cool though. That for for some reason or another, you're you're trying these experiences, these things to yourself. Um, have you ever run into or heard anything about, you know, I've heard a lot of like dog man or upright uh, canine reports out of Texas. Have you ever experienced, uh, heard anything like that? Um, I've never, I've heard of them in Texas, yeah. like East Texas. Um, but I've never, I've never come across anything personally or seen any tracks. Um, I've seen footprints, but they were more human, like, just really big human-like footprints. Gotcha. Um, when I'm hiking, sometimes I'll step in one. I don't know if that makes sense. So like I'm hiking along and I'll step. I was like, whoa, that feels like a footprint. So I'll get back and I'll feel, and you can feel the big wide heel. And, it's, and they're usually about four feet, four inches wide at the heel. Uh-huh. Um, and then you can kind of see where the front of it was. You're like, Well, that's 11 foot. I mean, 11, sorry, 11 inches or, you know, 16 inches. Um, but no, I've never seen a canine type. I have heard of that and I honestly don't want to come across anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I've always thought that too. I'm like, if you know, uh, I'm fine with like seeing Bigfoot, that's fine. But yeah. for some reason I would just not like to ever cross paths with some really angry looking Anubis type no. upright cane, like just that's just freaky stuff, man. It really is. You probably seem like I've gone into like, if you go to Lowe's or Home Depot during Halloween, a lot of times, yep. the last few years, they've had one, like a dog man type creature there. Yeah, dude. And the thing's seven foot tall and he's hunched over. I'm like, you know, what do yeah, these no. people know? Who, who's making this and what do they know? You know, <laughs> this looks too real. This, this sounds like, you know, some people's encounters. <laughs> Yeah, someone's got the inside scoop here at Home Depot, and they're not telling us what they know. I know. They're just trying to scare us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wild. Um, the Virginia, I, I keep 
thinking back to the the Virginia thing is so wild. So was that like uh is that like private property or is that like a state forest or campground? Yeah, well, or? No, it was it was more private property and okay. private property that uh we had access to. Ah. So the the owners allowed him to hike on it. The, the my buddy, so my mm-hmm. buddy lives in Virginia. So okay. I would go out and visit him. Um so we he had access and so I was hiking with him and so you know, I had access to be there. I wasn't a resident. I would just enjoy. I'm kind of an outdoors guy anyway. Right. I like to hike around out in nature. Um, so yeah, no, it's just a just mount the mountains out. It's in the kind of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Oh uh, sure, yeah. And and yeah, out in Virginia there. That's pretty. Wild. That's it's really wild. pretty, really pretty out there, and lots of places to uh, for them to hide. I like. I had no idea though. I, I really, honestly, had no idea. I was going to run into anything like that. Wasn't even on my radar. I mean, I was researching giants for years. So, and in historical accounts and giants and stuff like that, I wasn't looking for that, but I kind of stumbled over it. That's just, it's, it's absolutely wild. And maybe it's, there might be something to it where you've had all these things happen because you weren't necessarily looking and you were just being like, you know, a normal human, probably being loud, having a good time. And that's usually what brings in uh, their curiosity. And they're like, hey, what are these these dudes, you know, doing? Um, yeah. A lot of guys I know, they'll go out and they'll play musical instruments or, you know, play video games or whatever. And, you know, that the idea is to get the, the creature... <clears throat> um, curious and they come in they check it out and sometimes that works but yeah uh, yeah. that's a good idea yeah Travis this has been a uh, a super fun chat it's been very very interesting I feel like this is kind of enough that people listening to this could have a lot of questions and they could really start looking into things for themselves um they could check out your uh giants of ancient america account do the research for themselves and get enough keywords to start looking to start no know, knowing what to look for on the internet for sure and um, right right yeah um before before we go um uh, can you just one more time if people are like man i want to like really get into you know researching like uh, travis's uh can you remind the listeners like what are what are the the main ways that you're looking up these articles and that you recommend to do historical research okay you're right so yeah just go to like uh go to like a website of say a library congress or something like that and it's real simple really you just you you go to the website and you just type in keywords, uh-huh. um, maybe a giant or, you know, skeleton or burial mound. I have figured out if you put in too many keywords, it's going to bring up zero. Okay. And so that's what makes the, the research hard is you just have to do one or two um, keywords and then you have to do a lots of digging, but you can go there and you can, you can see it for yourself um, by doing it that way. Um, that's and, 
We, or you can just go to uh, Giants of Ancient America. So it's Giants underscore of underscore Ancient America on Instagram and Facebook. And you can go and just look at the articles that I've posted there. And maybe you'll find one that is from your state and you can actually do research in your area. There you go. There you so go. Look at, look at, so I'm not real familiar with the areas that I'm posting about. Um, but sometimes I'll have somebody message me and say, hey, that's like that's like in my town or that's in my county. Um, and I'll say, well, that's awesome. So like just go on those things and, and try to do some research in your area. Um, or if not, it just kind of it, it lets you know what actually happened in the past in your area, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's that is really cool. Is there a, in a specific area in the U.S. where you wish you had connections to people that could actually like go and research it themselves as regards to these articles that come to mind? Or yeah, I mean, I would say probably Ohio and Indiana and places Michigan up there. I mean, that seemed to be a hotbed. I would love to just hang out with lots of people up there and have access to that area. There you go. There you go. So listeners, if you're from those areas, you definitely, well, everyone needs to check this out, but especially uh, people from those areas, you check out those, those accounts. And, right. Yeah. Uh, check, see what you got out. going on. Yeah. Check your own backyard. Yeah. There you go. You never know uh, what bones are in the backyard. So <laughs> uh, Travis, um, before, before we go and thanks again so much for, for hanging out tonight. Are there any other things that you want to make sure the listeners know about keeping up to date with what you're doing? Or is it primarily the Instagram and, and the Facebook account? Yeah, that's it. That's where I that's where I document it all. It's just Instagram and Facebook. It seems to be the best way for me now. Um, so that's where you find me. And that's where you find all the uh, accounts. Not find me, find the accounts. So, yeah, that's that's the place. Instagram and Facebook, uh, Giants of Ancient America. Fantastic. It's been a fun chat with you. Definitely talking about the ancient history that a lot of us probably didn't know about for America. Now, listeners, you've got you've got some interesting things to look into. And we had a fun chat about a Bigfoot as well, which was a nice added addition. But thanks so much for uh, hanging out tonight, Travis. And uh, you have a good one, man. Thank you for listening to Bigfoot Society. If you like the show, please review and rate it five stars on iTunes. Hit the share button and send this episode to all your friends on social media. Subscribe to Bigfoot Society wherever you listen to podcasts. It doesn't cost a thing. Pick up a Bigfoot Society shirt or enamel pin over on our Etsy page and people will tell you all about their Bigfoot sightings when you wear it. At least that's what people tell us. That's what happens. If you'd like to become an official member of Bigfoot Society with a membership card, a community of like-minded individuals, and extra content each month, then please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. Thanks for listening.